We had a pedo in Wyoming who came to drink baby's blood. I mean, it's so common for people to be into infants and toddlers. Three of them have said they have received child porn as young as five years old. On the scale of these guys don't consider anything in the metaphysical realm to these are interdimensional demons worshiping Satan. Where do your marks fall? Well, um... Have a seat over there. I'm Michael Knowles. I'm joined today by the head of Predator Poachers, and that would be Alex Rosen. Alex, thank you for coming on the nice show. Nice to meet you. You are the new Chris Hansen. Yes, some may call me that, some may call me that, yes. So I remember 15 years ago, or whenever that show, 20 years ago, whenever that show was on, Chris Hansen would come in, he'd get some pedophiles to show up to some house that he thought was a 10-year-old girl's house, mm -hmm. and they'd have all sorts of disgusting, terrible things. And then he would walk out and say, why don't you have a seat right over there? And they'd say, duh, I don't know, I didn't do nothing, I didn't, I wasn't going to do anything with these handcuffs and guns and stuff. And then they would, they would get arrested. Your approach is much less on the nose than that. And so as a result, just from the videos that I've seen from, from your channel, you get a little bit deeper into the conversation with these predators. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a little bit different than Chris Hansen uh, in the way that we go to predators' houses a lot. Like just yesterday in Georgia, uh, we confronted a person who was out on bond for child porn charges and we caught him with child porn again as he's facing trial already. And we just showed up at his house with no messages, no nothing. We just had a phone number associated with an app that we know to be child porn related. And we talked to him for like two hours. And he admitted uh, after he got out of uh, jail to looking at stuff as young as infants and all of that type again. And he hinted at also trading it again. So I think he could get a very long time in prison uh, considering that there's going to be two sets of charges on him in less than a year. But um, yeah, that's what we do. I'd say we're, we kind of defer more in a way because we also travel the country anywhere doing this. At this point, we have an arrest in 44 different states, uh, convictions in 30, and um, there's no corner of the country we won't go to go get somebody arrested if that's preying on children. So what got you into this? Well, I'm 23 years old now. Uh, I know I look older, but you know, seeing- You look uh, more mature. Right. I look more mature. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but you know, seeing a you know, predator's genitalia may, might age you a little bit and having a bald dad too. But um, 19 years old, I've always wanted to be a police officer. Um, I couldn't do that in Houston, Texas, where I'm from. At 19, you got to be 21 to graduate the academy. At least that's what it was a couple of years ago. I don't know now. And um, after my first year of college, uh, I was playing college football. Um, and well, by playing, I mean sitting on the bench, but I was on the team. So I like to tell people that. I'll tell my kids that I was just playing and stuff. But <laughs> that's um, how I played little league. Actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I had like a schedule 5am to 10pm every night, like very disciplined. And when we had summer break, like three weeks off from doing anything, I just let, let it all go. And I started getting into these predator catching videos online, mm. um, like anxiety war, Justin Payne and Chris Hansen. And I was like, well, is it really this many pedophiles around? Cause I don't know any pedos growing up, which is great. But like, <laughs> You know, I was like, is it is it really like this bad? Because I'm seeing like all these video, video after video. Like these people have hundreds of videos to their to their names already. I'm like, this is crazy. So I got curious because I've always wanted to catch the bad guys. And I'm like, oh, let's see, I'm, I'm gonna give this a try. And you know, I made a fake profile of a 15 year old boy 
on Grinder, and within 30 minutes, somebody wanted to meet up for sex. And it didn't really take long for me to realize that this is the biggest problem that no one really talks about. Was the the profile just a picture of a young-looking boy, or did it say, I'm 15 years old? Um, well, I mean, it was just a picture of my little brother, like his face. And um, we, the profile didn't say I'm 15 years old, but like I immediately told him I was 15. Like I figured that's how you do it. And that didn't stop really anybody. Wow. So you, did you pursue that sting or did you say, okay, this is weird. This is crazy. They want to meet up with a 15-year-old boy. Uh, what am I going to do next? Yeah, well, I mean... It, I was very nervous about any confrontation, like, at that time. Like, I was never really nervous, like, in general, to talk to people, but just confronting a complete stranger who's a pedophile, I was like, oh, my God, how's this going to go? So he met up in a Whataburger parking lot, and I brought my friend Jordan to come, and the first bus was just us getting his license plate and just saying, yeah, we got you, then just running back into my car. And obviously, it's changed a little bit since then, so. But this was the first one. This was the very first one. Yeah. Wow. So you've just been totally committed from the beginning. Are you afraid of breaking any laws. I don't know what the laws are in private sting operations, but Mm -hmm. especially if you have a liberal DA or something, I I could see, you know, we got a political order now that always takes the side of the criminal over the, over the good guys. So could you get in trouble? Um, there's always that possibility, but you know, at this point, (laughs) at this point, I just tell myself, like, we've gotten how many arrests at this point that we're just going to go gung ho with it and whatever happens, happens. But we do take a lot of precautions to not get in trouble. Like, for example, we never let them know they're being held there, like, or they're not being held there, but we never tell them like, you, you cannot leave. Yeah. We never tell them like, if you do this, we're going to call the cops or if you do this, I'm going to tell your family no type of blackmail or Mm -hmm. anything. Like we just make the conversation as consensual as possible. And yeah, there's not really much people can say about how we do the interviews. And then as for, you know, as for chatting with the predators, like we never, uh, we never make them into the predator. Like I tell my decoys, I mean, at this point, they, they're experts on this stuff, I think, and chatting with them. But I told them like, hey, there's no reason for you to want sex um, with the predator. Like no reason for you to say as an 11-year-old girl, yeah, come over, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, all these people that we get online, it doesn't really take much to make them a pedophile. They will just be a pedophile because they are a pedophile, so... So the the idea with the decoys is you just play it straight and let them let the let the pedos uh keep moving the ball down the field. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what we do. We pose as minors online. Um once we think we have enough evidence on a person that we think they've committed child sex crimes, we go confront them on camera. We hope to get some admissions out of them. Usually that seems to work and we hand that over to law enforcement. So how many stings have you done? Oh my gosh. Um I think close to 600 over the years. Whoa. Are you involved personally in all of them or is yes. it? Wow. How long have you been doing this? Four years. Do you ever go to the movies or something? Do you ever have a day off? Well, I don't take off days. I, I, I love to work. So luckily, I think catching predators is the funnest thing somebody can do. So it really works out well for me that like it's my job, but it doesn't really feel like a job. Like it's a really fulfilling thing to do. And Knowing the difference we've made in people's lives, both uh, families of the predators, kids of the predators, their victims, and all of that stuff, it really, it's really fulfilling. And you know, in a way, even for the predators, right? Because these are obviously very, very sick people. Yeah. And it, it would be bad for them. It's bad for everybody. It's but it's bad for them as well if they commit these crimes. It's bad for their souls, and it's bad eventually when they get caught. Uh, and maybe they would have done something much worse than whatever it is that you caught them about to try to do. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things we like to say in the interviews is uh, like basically give them the give them the route of confessing like 
oh, I would have had sex with the girl if she was okay with it. You know, we're talking about an 11-year-old girl here. But if they have the thing of consent in their head, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll admit to that because, you know, I was going to do it if she was okay with it. But, you know, we've we've had stings where we pose as pedos ourselves. Like a guy that I, a guy that I'm about to bring up, David Dunn in Midlothian, Virginia, um, we were posing as a, as a fake pedophile online, mm. and he either messaged me or my, I messaged him. When we know they're pedos, we can kind of just throw like if we're posing as like another pedo, it doesn't really matter who messages first because we usually get them on child porn and stuff like that. Mm. But he messaged me saying like, "Hey, you know, do you want to trade?" And obviously, we can't trade child porn or receive any of that because you know we're private citizens. We're not like some special people or anything. But um, you know, he was under the impression that I had a nine-year-old daughter. That's where my looks are actually a good thing for one. Not around women, but like, you know, actually a good thing for once. Like for pedos, because they think <laughs> that I'm- A little older. Yeah, right? they, they think that I'm mature enough to have a nine-year-old daughter. And so I actually video called this guy as myself. And he was telling me like, oh, I'm watching child porn at work. And you can watch this video on Rumble. Just type in Predator Poachers on Rumble. It's there. That video's there. He's like, oh yeah, I'm watching child porn at work. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh, so you got a daughter? Oh, I can't wait to be with her. Stuff like that. And it just goes to show you, they're not so sorry about anything. They're so, it, it was really a new perspective for me even because they're so masked off behind the scenes. Like mm-hmm. these people are sick and they take pleasure in what they do. They don't regret it. So how many of these people are just porn addled, you know, just their brains have been melted. Mm-hmm. Like they're watching this at, they're watching extremely illegal material at work. Like yeah. they want to get caught. How many of them are just that? They're so far down some fantasy in the virtual realm versus people who have a daughter and are filming things and producing and distributing this kind of pornography? Well, with David Dunn, it was kind of both. Um, He, since he doesn't talk to his daughters anymore, which in a reason we'll get to here in a couple minutes, um, he, his only outlet is child porn. Um, so he, we ended up confronting him a few weeks later. He ended up blocking us because we didn't jump on an app to trade child porn with him because, you know, we tried to get around it. Like, oh, I'm still, I'm real, but I'll trade with you after we I'm, meet. You I'm know? trying like, to download the pictures. I don't know. Yeah, know yeah. Like, we, he just wouldn't buy our excuse. He, he knew it. He could smell a sting a mile away. Yes, absolutely. So we confront him anyway at his home, and I tell him, like, hey, man, I was the guy you were talking to, and he's like, oh, crap. And he ends up confessing to thousands of images of child porn on his laptop, his phone. And the cops seized his devices that day. The next day, he got arrested. And, you know, in that interview, he admits to molesting 10 different kids um, when he was, like, probably around my age. Like, around, like, he was, like, 18, I'm not 18, 19. But when he was around, like, 18, 19, 20 in a trailer park, um, he said he had sex with, like, 10, 11-year-old kids, like, all around the trailer park. And then he... He wouldn't fully admit to molesting his daughters, but he's like, he gave the answer, I can't control what I do in my sleep. And then, you know, after he gets arrested, a few weeks later, his daughter gets in touch with me. And, you know, she obviously told the real story about what happened with him, and it wasn't uh, pretty, so. Whoa. Because I guess in my mind, with the Chris Hansen guys, like in the old, that old show, I assumed it was just a bunch of losers, like the biggest losers you've ever seen in your life. I almost felt bad for them in a way. I mean, you don't feel bad because they're going to commit a crime. So, you know, they show up there and you think, all right, well, you get what you get, man. Mm -hmm. But I I guess in that show, you you never really hear of them actually doing anything other than, you know, sending all these awful messages to kids online. Mm -hmm. What you're uncovering is people, like, not just doing 
online things, which is which is bad enough, and an course. actual crime, and actually leads to victims in the real world. Yeah, but like tangible evil acts of sexual exploitation. Yeah, we we like to leave no doubt in the videos. Like my coach in high school always used to say, like when you finish something, leave no doubt. And yeah, yeah. You know, when it, with a video like David Dunn, no, it wasn't some lonely guy who hit up a 15-year-old. This was a guy going after a nine-year-old girl who admits to all these victims. Like, we, we like to show these people are not just losers. Yeah, of course they're losers, but they're not just that. We like to show that these people are serial child molesters or serial porn addicts. Well, not just porn addicts, but child porn addicts or serial pedophiles. And, you know, I think our videos, or at least the intent of them, is to leave no doubt that these people getting exposed and arrested uh, deserve the rest of their life, if not, you know, death in prison. So what what is the full profile? Uh, is there variety among these guys? Are there different types? Is there just one type? Is it, you say they're all addicted to porn, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the porn that's the driver? Are they, are they born this way? Is it so, some combination? Well, um, I don't know if I don't know how much we agree on what I'm about to say or not, but I think it's similar to like being gay to where I do think some people are born gay, but I also think people are molested as kids and then that gets nurtured. But I think that ge- I think that genetic thing has to be there. So I think it's the same mm. with pedophilia. Mm. Um, everybody that's a pedophile has to kind of be born that way because we have people, uh, survivors that watch our channel and the last thing they would do is touch a kid, men and women alike. They're like, this is this guy, I hate these people. Like they're ne- they would never touch a kid. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of these people that we catch have been abused. So I think they have to have that gene in them, but maybe abuse when their kids nurtures that gene. And there's a lot of people that we get that just have never been touched as kids. And they're like, no, nothing happened to me. I had a good family and I'm just like this. Like, for example, the guy in Georgia we caught yesterday. Um, but is it the case that many or most of them were abused as kids themselves? Like 50-50. Not the not fifty fifty is pretty big though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I, don't, I don't think fifty percent of the general population was sexually right. abused. Thank God. Right. So, so that's interesting. I actually hadn't considered that. So, disproportionately, these are this is a self propounding compounding problem. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I still I, I still think it's genetic though, because say if they're abused by a family member, well, I think the I think it just runs in that family that people are like that. I mean, we've caught people who, and their relatives reach out to us, and they're like, that whole side of the family does that to their kids. And it really it really is a very deep cycle. And I, yeah, I think it's mostly genetic. And I think people are just born effed up. Now, they, they famously have never found the gay gene. Right. So I, my own musings on the subject are, I guess this is like a non-answer, mm-hmm. but it kind of makes you sound smart and open-minded. I just assume there's some combination for all of these sexual proclivities, and all proclivities for that matter. I assume there's maybe some predisposition from early childhood or from birth, and then some social factors can happen. You know, like a guy, a straight guy goes to prison, and then, you know, all of a sudden he's a gay guy. Uh, I don't know, that's kind of, wouldn't seem genetic to me. True. But And it wouldn't be that he was abused as a kid. It was, maybe it's just some other. So I guess I'm just trying to hone in on the profile of these guys. If they're just born that way, is it hopeless for them? And, and likewise, if they're born normal and they have a normal upbringing and it's all fine, could, could even a, a normal person fall into this stuff too? Well, I think you need to be a normal person falling into it. They have to be genetically predisposed to fall into it. Hmm. So the guy we caught in Georgia yesterday, he's like, well, I'm in a child porn because I was, I was watching porn since I was 12 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I first watched porn when I was 14 years old. And, you know, luckily I haven't watched it in like years. 
But the median age is 11 or something. That's what right. famous study says. That. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, in sixth grade, you know, some kid had his phone now. He's like, oh, Alex, look at this. And it was like porn. But I don't like 11-year-olds. I don't like 14-year-olds. I like adults. Yeah. So that was a BS excuse. I just think he's born born a pedophile. And he tells that to he tells the porn excuse to himself to obviously sugarcoat what it really is. Mm. But yeah. I, I just, it could be the case. Mm-hmm. What do I know? But I, I fear on the other side, sugarcoating the porn. And here's why. Uh, without uh, violating any disparagement or defamation laws or whatever. There's an investigation by Sound Investigations. Um, Arden Young was the reporter that was talking to executives, or, or I'm sorry, senior staff at Pornhub companies, or you know the biggest porn company in the world. And they said that they insert themes into the straight pornography in order to convert, now they would probably say they mean this in a marketing sense, right. you know, a customer to a new kind yeah, of customer, yeah, yeah. Uh, straight guys to watching porn that they otherwise might not have looked for. M- meaning, I, as a reasonable viewer of this interview, not of the porn, but of, of the interview, would conclude that they believe you can change people's porn preferences and tastes and things. I, I don't want to defame or disparage any of those wonderful, sweet senior staff members at porn companies. Right, right. But it would seem to me that that would be a reasonable conclusion from their words. So is it possible that these guys, that a normal person who just watches a zillion hours of porn might end up in one of your videos? Or no, you say no, it's just genetic. Yeah, but like it, it can be. Yeah, but it can be nurtured by that because you know when I watched porn from like fourteen to seventeen, I, I it never it never devolved into like you know regular stuff to like anything crazy or anything like that. Like it was pretty much like the same thing I would like. Hmm. But I think people maybe you know maybe it's not a pedogene specific. Maybe it's just they're predisposed to social engineering, or maybe they're more hmm. apt to be social engineer than others. Because you know my whole thing, my whole thing with porn is like, and even like the fentanyl crisis and all that. It's like there were to be a crisis if you just didn't didn't watch it or didn't consume it. Right. But you know, some people are just weaker than others when it comes to that stuff. Like I'm weaker when it comes to eating too much. Like obviously, so everybody has their vices. So I don't know. Um, I've asked people like, is there a certain child porn video you like to view the most? Like we had this firefighter in Ohio that we caught, but I asked him. So what's your like? Do you have like a favorite video? Do you have like a one you like to watch? He's like, no, nah, I kind of just go on to the next next thing. And I think that's how a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't they save the videos, but they never really go back to it. It's just always a new thing they need to get. They, that's why they call it a collection, I guess. Wow. So they save the the. It's not like they go on a uh, streaming service and they say, okay, they, they save it to their computers, which is how they get pinched for possession of child pornography. Right, right. Yeah, uh, they, they do oftentimes save it. And even if they don't, like... Even if they were to go to a streaming service, they 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 f themselves because that they'll get caught that way too. Right, well, right. There's no way to, you can't have anything on your computer without, in a, in some sense. I don't. know. I'm not a tech guy, but I assume you have to kind of download it in order to even look at it. Like I have to, I have to download a file if I want to read the file, even if it's right. What I, I, I took like seventh grade computer. Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm speaking from authority here. I think that's what that means, right? Yeah, well, apparently, go back to that guy, Georgia. He he said he had a 26, and this is after he got arrested. He had a 26 gigabyte child porn file that he opened like a couple months ago as he's out on bond. And he claims, well, it didn't download. I just opened the file up and looked at it. So I don't really know how that works because, I mean, I don't it know. Sounds like he downloaded it. Yeah, he definitely it's, downloaded it. 
are these people extremely stupid? Is, is the predisposition for them, you mentioned they, they're weaker, which might be that they just haven't cultivated habits of virtue, right. or it might be that they just are, are born with a, a weaker uh, resistance to these things. Is it just because they're idiots? Are they idiots? Yeah, I'd say a lot of them are, but you know, I, I think it comes from, it's so easy for them to do it because mm. like, I don't think there's more pedos now than there was 50 years ago, mm. at least percentage of the population wise, but I think they can just defend 24 seven because they can, you know, 50 years ago, you couldn't go online and watch child porn. Now you can. Right. But right. He, he, his first message to our 13 year old decoy is like, I have pictures, naked pictures of girls your age. Do you want any? Obviously we said no. But he's saying that under his name, with his fire department logo on as his profile. So instantly, just on that message alone, we could have just confronted him and been like, hey, man, what's up? So, I mean, it's insane. So what explains that? I guess it could be explained by extreme stupidity. But I don't know. He's a fireman. He's, like, operating in society. Or is it that they just become convulsed by this obsession and by this lust and by the it just drives them insane? Yeah, I, th- I think it's like kind of like that. Like it's like tunnel vision because talking to him, he's not a he's not a low IQ guy. He's 25 years old. He's a homeowner. He has like two acres, doing pretty well for himself. Um, no, definitely not like any type of mental disabilities. Like if we if he wasn't a pedo, we could probably shoot the crap about anything. You know, he's a smart dude. But no, I I don't know what it is. I, I think you know the game sharks and minnows. You play in the pool. Yeah. Like okay, there's one there's one shark and there's many many minnows and I think that's the way they look at it. There's like, what are the chances I'm going to be caught? Because everybody, you know, there's so many of us and only a few people catching them that I think it's just that mentality. So how sophisticated does it get? You mentioned guys just banging around the trailer park, you know, downloading stuff in this really seems like a clunky way. Yeah. When I hear about political stories involving pedophilia, I, I'm thinking. Rich guys, I'm thinking smart guys, I'm thinking powerful guys, I'm thinking Jeffrey Epstein's Island. Mm-hmm. Is, is that part real? You know, obviously Epstein Island was, but is, or is, are the vast majority of these guys just like dumb idiots who have no self-control and, and get caught? Well, I think the elites are definitely real. Like, but the thing is, we're not going to catch, we wouldn't catch them on Instagram or anything like that. So we can only make a difference in what we can make a difference in. Like, you know, if a pedo if a pedo's abusing kids, it doesn't matter if they have billion dollars or if they're on welfare. If they're abusing kids, they're abusing kids. So that's the way we look at it. But yeah, I think that stuff's definitely real. Like we had a pedo in Wyoming who came to drink baby's blood, like essentially adrenochrome. And people say that just doesn't happen. So I don't know. Go on. Okay. So the guy was 19 years old, if you can believe. I think the sickest mind, like he, he doesn't have the most victims, obviously, because he's only 19. We've caught like 70-year-olds. But he, but his name is Clayton Tanner. I could say his name because he's convicted already in prison. Clayton Tanner. And 19 years old, what we found out when we interviewed him is that he was already being investigated by Cheyenne, Wyoming Police Department for child pornography. So he came to meet, he was texting, because he, so he didn't have his phone at the time. Uh, he was texting us from his mom's phone talking about, uh, we had an 11-year-old decoy with, and we just want to see how sick he was with a with a baby sister who was one years old. And he's like, I want to, I want to cut up. He's like, I want to give you guys cuts with a knife and drink y'all's blood. And you know, he's saying this on his mom's phone. So he walks over from his house to the park with his mom's phone. He's re, he's redown he's redownloaded all of his child porn on his mom's phone. Um, and I asked him, like, so did you bring the knife? And he brought the knife. He had the knife with him, uh, full intent there. And, I just, and he was pretty honest about it, to be uh, surprisingly. 
And he just admitted, like, yeah, I wanted to do all this. And yeah. Did, did he explain why? He said he got abused very hard at four years old. So I think that played a factor into it, but it's not an excuse. Obviously, yeah. I guess it is something of an explanation. But mm-hmm. that one's even... Did he say he wanted to have sex with the... Oh, yeah. That, that was, that, that was part of it. Yeah, the blood was yeah. the hors d'oeuvre. Well, it wasn't just that, too. It was, um, it was blood. He wanted to literally... I'm trying to think. He wanted to literally, I think, something with... I mean, this was in 2022, so my mind's kind of going blank. But it, like, he just would have had the most depraved mind we've ever seen from anybody. You ever read "120 Days of Sodom" by the Marquis de Sade? I've not. It's a it's a book of philosophical pornography. I didn't make it all the way through, but he's a real philosopher. The Mar- it's where you get the word sadism from. Mm-hmm. Sadist, yeah, you know, is yeah. de Sade, and it's about. It's written by a real philosopher, but it, it starts out with this dinner party, and it gets a little titillating. And then before you know it, it's like people are murdering people. And, you know, it's just it's as depraved as it gets. That's the nearest I've heard to that in real life. Yeah, but that guy, put, that guy just put it on paper. And, well, he probably acted it out, too, if he's like that. But, no, Clayton Tanner, yeah, no, that's uh, that, that was his thing. And even just a couple days ago in San Antonio, we caught a guy, um, and he wanted to give a to what we said was an autistic five-year-old. So, I mean, they have no limit. I mean, you know. That is, that involves. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. It, You've stumped me. I usually, I, <laughs> in interviews, I usually can just kind of follow the conversation. You've stumped me. That is so disturbing. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. Like, you know, because the thing with Catch a Predator, you saw like, all right, well, the 13 or 14-year-old girl, they want to have sex with them. It's just kind of like a, a common, like little just stereotypical hookup with like a kid. But I mean, it's so common for people to be into infants and toddlers. Like I would say at this point, I'm trying to think. I'm, let, me, let me just think. We've done four catches of strip already. So four of them, two have been arrested already. And three of them have said they have received child porn as young as five years old. And only one of them has not admitted to that. So it's more common than not at this point, I think, for our, our people we get. Do you ever get the guys who produce the porn? Or are they, or are they too sophisticated and protected? Um, I wouldn't say they're sophisticated and protected. Um, talking about Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, so we had Clayton Tanner. Then the other guy we caught in Cheyenne, Wyoming, was also one of our worst. His name is Mike Schaefer. Yeah. He was texting who he believed to be a nine and a six-year-old. And you can watch all these videos, Predator Poachers on Rumble. All you got to do is just type in the city. So P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R space P-O-A-C-H-E-R-S, then whatever city. So Cheyenne in this case. Um, completely free to watch. So Mike Schaefer was texting who he thought was a nine-year-old girl with a six-year-old sister. He wanted to, you know, do stuff to both of them. And there was really no, like date for the meeting. He's like, yeah, we'll do it one day and all this type of stuff. But we found out he worked at a hotel in Cheyenne at the Microtel, and he's convicted at this point too, so we can say his name. But, you know, so we interview him. He admits to trading child porn and, you know, doing all that stuff, wanting to do all that. But he did not admit to producing child porn. And we only found out when he got convicted that he actually had victims that he produced with. So I think there's a lot of producers that we have caught that we just don't even know about. And and take this guy we caught, and uh, I'm not going to say his name because he hasn't been arrested yet, but he's, it's going to come down on him soon. 
Um, I'll just call I'll just call him K. Uh, so we caught a guy named K, and you know, one of my decoys, he messages me like, "Hey, uh, should we go after this guy?" So we don't. We, we try to run this guy's phone number to see if he was in any had any apps that we know to be child porn related. He didn't have any of those. So my decoy sitting in the audience right now, he messages me saying, "Hey, should we message this guy um, and just see like what he's doing?" Because the case picture on Facebook was him and his daughter, and his daughter's very young. And my decoy noticed that you know, like on the banner of Facebook, like how you can have like a, your profile picked in like your little banner. Or oh whatever. yeah. So we noticed on the banner that. Um, the daughter's face had like some fluid on it right here. And it could have been water, could have been anything, but very strange that he's in like a pedo-related group on Facebook. And that's his little pick. So um, so my decoy hits him up as a pedo saying like, hey, did you were you able to join any of these apps? And Kay's like, no, no, I haven't joined any of them yet. But he invites us over for a quote-unquote play date with his daughter. Uh, we're, near, we're near all these people. They're we'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, right, right. And... You know, so he invites us over to his little small town, and he invites us over. He's like, come over on Sunday. I get custody of her. She's at her mom's right now. And, you know, uh, my decoy asks him, like, hey, so what have you done with her? And he's like, oh, I've, I've touched her a little bit, and uh, I've taken some pictures of her. And he's like, we can do we can do all that when you come over. So we go over on Friday, not Sunday, because we didn't want to go over there when she was there, obviously. Yeah. And I knock on his door. And I'm like, hey, Kay, we got to talk about these messages um, just online. And he's like, oh, my God. And, you know, he's like, he's like, he's like flabbergasted. He's like, he's like so like stressed out about all this. And his excuse to us was, oh, well, uh, you know, I was trying to do what you guys are doing. I was trying to catch pedos, too. And, you know, throughout the interview, I was like, oh, wow, man, cool, cool. So I basically, I started asking about his family schedules. I'm like, when does your wife go to work? When is your he has a wife and he, the ex the ex baby mama so like when does she go to work when does she go to work like basically trying to pin his schedule to prove that he was inviting us over when his daughter was with him alone and he said enough to where I'm like dude you just told me that everything lined up to where you were inviting us over when your daughter was there alone and I'm like how is that how does that make any sense that you were trying to catch pedos if you're inviting us over when she's alone and you know I asked him too like did you tell the police about this and he's like well I was going to I was going to tomorrow. And of course, he wasn't going to tell the cops. Yeah. And then I ask him, I'm like, um, there's obviously some type of issue going on. And, you know, he just had a stroke recently, apparently, too. So I like kind of let him play into the stroke excuse as to why he's doing this. I'm like, there's something going on, man. You know, and he's like, okay, well, you know, just the past couple months, I've been curious about this stuff. And he's like, he just blurts out, I think my daughter's smile is attractive. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he still wouldn't admit to touching her or to producing with her. He already admitted to it, though. But he, he was saying, I was just lying. Yeah, he was like, I was just trying to, to catch people. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't verbalize it on camera. So I was like, look, man, look, I, I know there's some pictures taken. It's okay. We all get carried away. I'm, I, I said something to the extent of, like, you can be a good father and still make mistakes. And he's like, no, I haven't done it. I'm like, well, can we get your, get your phone and just make sure you have it? And he's like, oh, yeah. Then he was like, well, can I just go get it myself? And I'm <laughs> nah. like, and I'm like, I, that's at that point. That's when I was like, I've already seen everything that's on the phone. You have a shitty Android. It's not hard to see what's on there. And I haven't actually seen anything on the phone, but they believe that shit. And I was like, we've already seen anything on the phone. And then he breaks down. And he's like, okay, it's the phone at my store. That's where it's at. And he's like, but I've never touched her though. I've never touched her though. And you know, but the, the foot's in the door already. And then I ask him, all right, all right I could go to the elementary school that uh, your daughter's at right now. And I'm either going to hear it from her or I'm going to hear it from you. I'm, I'll, I told him, I will go walk over there right now and go talk to her. Then he's like, okay, okay. 
I've, I've rubbed her, I've rubbed her and I've touched her. And then like, he starts like spilling. And I'm, then I ask him the question straight up. I'm like, how many times have you molested your daughter? And he's like two to three times. And he says that right on camera. Then we call the cops and he admits it in front of the cops. And uh, right now it's an open investigation on him. And I think it's going to be our longest sentence when it's all said and done. Is this, that's incredible. That's incredible work. Is this admissible in court? Yes. It is. Absolutely. Because there's no duress. At least we try to make it that way. There's some PDs that are like, oh, well, you're a bigger guy. You were surrounding him. But we try our best to not do that. Like we film from the car often towards only me talking to the predator and no surrounded by anything. So they can't say anything. But I believe I told like it's voluntary to talk to us. Um, you know, I didn't force him to say anything he said. Like I just point out inconsistencies and let him say, let him bury himself. Right. So it's absolutely admissible in court. Like we've had um, our second longest sentence, which is 35 years for a guy named Jeffrey Wanager. He's currently serving it out. He, he didn't, uh, well, he didn't get convicted yet, or maybe he did at this point, for texting our 11-year-old decoy. He got convicted for admitting to us he molested his stepdaughter. So he was dumb enough to not plead guilty. So he went to trial for it. They played our video of him admitting to molesting his stepdaughter in court. And, uh, well, it's pretty blatant. I mean, he got the 35 years. So Whoa. I don't think, if I were in your shoes... I don't think that if I went up to one of these losers who had downloaded 50 bazillion gigabytes of porn, mm -hmm. I don't think it would, I would be fighting to restrain myself. I think I'd just say, you're just such a, a sad case and you're doing terrible things, but you have no, right, whatever, call the cops, you're arrested. But, but like one of those guys who says, yo, yeah, I've been molesting my daughter. How do you restrain yourself when this guy says this? Because wow. you're, you're very even keel in the videos. Yeah. Well, um, I knew, I mean, I knew he was so full of shit from the jump when he started saying those excuses. Like, oh, I've never touched her. I was just trying to catch pe yeah. people like you. So, you know, with that, if I, if, I, if I call him sick and I'm like, oh, you're a piece of crap. You know, you said this anyway. How could you fantasize about your daughter? It would have ended right there. He wouldn't have admitted to it. Now, me getting mad at him for 10 minutes yeah. would have potentially prevented a 50-year sentence in prison. So right. uh, the ends justify the means. So I think you've already kind of answered this with your other examples here. One of the knocks always on Chris Hansen was that they were entrapping these people, that it was that, that they were cr actually creating the lusts and the demands and uh, just by having decoys go on and talk to these older men. Is... Is that a fear that has gone through your mind? That we're entrapping them? Yeah. No. And, and not even just entrapping them, but that you are actually cultivating the lust that otherwise would not be there without you and the decoys. Absolutely not, because I can't think of a, I, I, I can't think of a, one, one pedo in the past however many years I truly believed it was our first time talking to a kid. Only mm. one. Mm. The rest of them have all admitted to talking to other minors before. Um, they've all either, a lot of the most of them have had child porn. And that's another way we avoid entrapment. You can't entrap child porn on someone's phone. I mean, right. and a lot of places, like, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's definitely been a few places, like, for example, we caught a guy named and he was initially charged with, you know, the enticement of a minor, which is him texting who he believed to be our decoy and child porn, but he also admitted to us that he molested his three-year-old cousin. So, you know, since 
Milwaukee basically told us, even though they arrested the guy, to like F off and don't do it there again. And we're like, all right. So they ended up dropping the enticement charge and just went with the child porn because it's so easy. It's so easy to prove in court because yeah. they, and then they'll have to bring like the civilian vigilantes or whatever to testify. Yeah. So you just say, here's the hard drive. You know, we got him. Absolutely. And I don't know if he's been arrested for molesting his daughter yet, but they, they said they were investigating it. So yeah. I how, mean, do you, how do you let that go though? I mean, the child porn thing is very bad. And if you can, if you can get him behind bars for it, good. Absolutely. But if he's, you know, every moment you don't move on he's molesting his daughter or his cousin or some person that he has access to, you know, every moment is is endangering that kid's life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wish there was more, I, I wish it was a little bit more frantic with the case in Iowa currently too, but, you know, it moves slow. I mean, with Jeffrey Wanager, it took him three months to arrest him. He wasn't arrested on the spot. So, yeah, it seems like with the with the molestation, it moves a little bit slower, sadly. But they want it because they want to interview the victims. They want every all their ducks in a row because it's not like they. I mean, with the guy in Iowa now, they definitely have proof of it because they have the pictures. But you know, with molestation, it's it's still a he said she said. Yeah. And you know, I guess they just want all their ducks in a row with that. And in their defense, you want if you're going to prosecute them, you want to get them. Absolutely. You know. So what does law enforcement think of you? Do they like you or do they not like you for? doing their jobs or starting to do their jobs. The overwhelming majority of law enforcement loves us. So, you know, obviously the press release for a PD isn't going to come out and say, hey, we endorse what they're doing. And we've had detectives like say behind the scenes, we appreciate what you do. Mm -hmm. So it's overwhelming support. And, you know, because in the end, we're all on the same team here because it takes, I mean, you're on the same team too. You're you're amplifying a message that exposes child predators. So it it takes all of us because there's way too many predators and not enough people exposing it. So Right. I think the sharks and minnows example is, is probably a pretty good one. Yeah. Where they just think they can't get caught. But you said something earlier that was shocking to me. You said there are apps for pedophiles. How are there apps? How'd those get in the app store? Well, like, let me let me take that back a little bit. Like, it's not apps specifically designed for pedophiles. Well, it's just used. Maybe. <laughs> there yeah. was one app called, I only found out about this yesterday. It was called the app. But now so just a- apps that other people would use for texting. Correct. They, Correct. they use it. Like, they have, like, a group text or something. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, but there's just one now called that we haven't even hopped on yet because I think that's a one-way ticket to be sent child porn because hmm. it's so really? encrypted. Yeah, yeah. So, But at least we know when one of the pedos we're talking to says, hey, hop on with us. We don't, but at least we know for sure they have child porn then. So. I guess in a way it makes sense that they would want to go on these niche apps if they're more protected or something. But in another sense, that seems like the dumbest thing you would do if you were a pedophile, because then it's like, hey, you know, downloading pedophile.com, you know, to your phone. Uh, no, no, I'm innocent. Right. Officer, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's definitely a double-edged sword. And I've told some detectives, because a lot of detectives we come across, like, they don't even know, like, what is used for or what, you know, is used for. Because, you know, they're us being 23 kind of helps because we're like better tech we're better with technology than like a 50 year old detective is yeah but we tell them like hey this app is just easy pickings like you can just scream out like it'd be like in india since you said you're going to india later it'd be like screaming hey belgeet and everybody turns around if you just scream out like hey pedo everybody's gonna say oh that's me so yeah Yeah. hey hey deepak you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) raises their hand absolutely so i get how you stop the idiots in the trailer parks Mm -hmm. How do you stop weird sex stuff in Beverly Hills and Washington, D.C. and Epstein Island in the Caribbean? Uh, just allowing free speech on Twitter and having Trump in office, that fixes everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, um, 
you know, maybe crap on my end right now with my abilities, we can't, but you know, there's no perfect solution to everything. You know, we made a difference in the little girl's life in Iowa Yeah, and that can have a chain reaction. Now we make a difference in someone else's life. So there's only, I mean, if, if there's a room full of shit, do you clean none of the shit or do you clean as much as you can? Right. And that's the way I look at it. But how do we stop what's going on in Hollywood and all of that? I think it's going to take more whistleblowers and more people who are just like, I don't care if I lose my career over this or potentially get killed, like start naming names and all that, at least outing them. Mm. That'd be the first. And then after that, we'll see. I don't know. So how do you, if you've got elite people involved in the weird sex stuff, underage sex stuff, which we, which we know for a fact because we yeah. know about Epstein Island. Absolutely. How do you ever untie that knot when obviously the, the political order and the police and law enforcement are therefore involved in it? You know, uh, Dick Durbin, who's one of the top ranking Democrats oh, in the Senate, God. he was asked by a reporter the other day, uh, Senator Durbin, why won't you subpoena the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs? And he said, oh, no one's ever asked me to do that, now, which is ridiculous. Marsha Blackburn asked him to do yeah. it you know, on, on, in the U.S. Senate. And he said, oh, no one wants that. It's Fox News, crazy, right wing. No, nobody, nobody wants that. And then I think, well, I don't know if Dick Durbin was on the Lolita Express. I have no reason to think he was. I know some of his friends were. I mean, we, just the Bill Clinton we know he yeah. was on it. And, but then furthermore, we know that According to Alex Acosta, Trump's former labor secretary, who was U.S. attorney prosecuting Jeffrey Epstein the first time, Alex Acosta famously reportedly said that Epstein belonged to intelligence. We know that Epstein's business partner, the madam who procured the girls, we know that her father was mobbed up with intelligence from most likely three different countries, Mossad, MI6, and MI6 thought that he was connected to KGB. I mean, this is all, I think this is on his Wikipedia page. You know, yeah. this isn't crazy conspiracy theory stuff. So... We know there were cameras all over the island and his various houses. I mean, it seems like an intelligence operation, or, or at least somehow connected to intelligence. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, if the ruling political class is involved in this, good luck trying to stop, stop it or even discover very much about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to take every single person in Congress and the, all the way up to the president. Well, maybe we could keep Thomas Massey. The rest of them have to go. It's going to take all of them to just leave and be overhauled in order to, I think, subpoena this. Because it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just the Democrats. It's the Republicans, too. Like, you know, my, my thing with Trump is, like, okay, if he's really an outsider. Like, okay, there's a, I think there's a difference between not a politician versus being an outsider. He's not a politician, sure, but he's definitely not an outsider. I mean, he donated to Hillary, was ball buddy-buddy with her. Um, even said, like, during his presidency, oh, we like to get her locked up before the election. Now we don't really care. He said this, and, you know, that's my issue with him. If he really is about it, he should have been screaming and hollering every day, release the flight logs, release the flight logs, release the flight logs. And that's kind of my issue with him, among other things, like the vax. But, yeah, it's a whole different right. other conversation. Right. So you're... You're a man of the right. You're a right wing. Very, very, very far right. Yeah. Are there are there any liberals involved in the catch a catch a pedo community? Um, predator catcher wise, there's really nobody who's a leftist. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny that. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I will say though, most of the people we catch, I guess, are Republican voters. Not conservative in practice because a lot of them are like on disability and welfare and all that stuff. But you know, we get a lot of comments like on YouTube for I mean on Rumble for example, like. 
oh, but you look at you, you're catching another right winger. I'm like, okay, but who are the person arresting him is a right winger, the person yeah. catching him is a right winger, like the you know, so it's right. Uh, I, I I once heard this described as pedophile is to Republican accusation as racist is to Democrat accusation. That basically on the right, we go too far in, in smearing everyone as a pedo, mm-hmm. just like the libs go, smear everyone as a racist, whether it's justified or not. Do you think there's any legitimacy to that accusation? Oh, man. I don't know, because I don't know. Because I think, like, do I think those elementary school teachers, like this, like these like dumb blue-haired women teaching five-year-olds about sex, do I think those women are pedos? Probably not. Yeah. But I just think I just think they think it's just not a bad thing. Yeah. Like I don't think they would have sex with a five year old student. You know. But evil has no limits, so I, you don't know. But I don't but they'll, they but they'll put pornography in the hands. Right. Of, you right. know, as long as it's illustrated and published by a major publishing house, they'll put you know a, a book that sh- that shows explicit sexual acts between kids uh, mm-hmm. in, into the hands of young children. Right, and I think those are more of the useful idiots because there, there, there's basically, I mean, there's useful idiots on both sides, and the world needs useful idiots to exist because you know, without there's if there's leaders, there's going to be useful idiots. That's just the truth. But those are the useful idiots, and they true. I think they truly can't make the connection about sex, like kids are looking at porn, to like eventual pedophilia and grooming. They, I don't think they make that connection. Right. Obviously, the people at the top putting that in the curriculum obviously are pedophiles, and obviously know that's the case. But I just think, like with a lot of with a lot of things, that the, they're the useful idiot. The henchmen are the ones like that get all the slack, and the people behind the scenes are the you know. Ones. I I try to give even the people at the top. I try to give them grace or, or credit at least. I try to be as charitable as I can to say maybe it's not that they're pedophiles. Maybe it's that they are just beholden to an ideology that sincerely believes that uh, sex is totally liberating and we should divorce it from marriage and little children should have sex. And I mean, there were theories going back to like Wilhelm Reich and and these these, uh, leftists in the 1960s who really believed it would free children. They would claim it, it would cure war, poverty, disease. And so you think, look, that's completely nuts. It's wrong. It's evil, actually. But they know not what they do. That's what I try. That's what I try to tell myself. And then I see someone like Oren McIntyre over the blaze who says, just let's tap the sign. It's not that complicated. They just want to diddle kids. One of his most famous lines, probably. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah. there's something to that. I don't know. No, I, I think so because it's true. Truly, what I, what I figured out doing this, I said a couple minutes ago, is like evil has no limits. Hmm. So we've thought with we thought with some pedos like, yeah, they did this, but I don't think they do this. Then we find out when they get arrested, oh, they did do this too. Right. And, you know, I think, I, I wouldn't give these people at the top credits. Like, you know, the shit libs that are the ones teaching the kids. The ones like at the top, don't give them credit to think they're just ignorant too. They know exactly what they're doing. George Soros knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. These people, I mean, e- evil just exists. You know, Hitler and Stalin weren't the only evil people to exist in the world. Like, <laughs> you know, everybody points to them. They weren't the only evil to exist. Evil exists right here in our country too. And I think a lot of people don't really, because our lives have been so good. I mean, in the end, like no matter if Biden's in office, if Trump's in office, in the end, we can still go home to our video games and our porn and shit. So nobody really cares. But <laughs> What a great life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But pe- At least people think it's a great life. Yeah, 100%. So people don't care enough about the evil that truly does exist here because all they call, all they hear about is, oh, well, evil was like in Germany and stuff. Evil was like here, but it wasn't ever here. And it is, so. Right. So getting back to something that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. 
what do you do with these these pedos who are either hardened by decades of porn or whatever you know formed them, or they're uh, they were abused themselves, or they're born that way? Let's say I don't know a- any situation. Is there any path to redemption for these people? Yeah, um, the the guy yesterday, the guy the guy yesterday. Um, I think he truly needed help. And because he's just too addicted to his phone with the child porn. So what I did to get him help, I called this help number. Um, let me try to remember the number. <laughs> the three numbers? It was 911. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and if he was in prison, he'd have no phone to watch child porn. Yeah, so yeah. I got I, I was I was trying to get him that help yesterday. Then the detective came and took all took all of his devices. So he's already in step one of our little help program. Yeah, that's good. That's and, good. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness. In all seriousness, these people, there's no helping these people. They're born that way. Do you think if you had, okay, you love your wife, right? So if you had therapy to not love her would, or to not love her and not want to, um, you know, not find her attractive, do you think that therapy would work? No. Okay. Not in the case of my wife. She's a unique case as just the smoking hottest little Elise in the world that I've been in love with for now the majority of my life. However, however, if it were some lesser woman mm-hmm. than, than my Sweet little Elisa. I don't know. If it were just some girl I dated. Right. And then I were conditioned through therapy mm-hmm. to be told all these terrible things about her or to point out all her flaws or something like that. I could I could probably have a weakened attraction to her. I'm trying to use the analogy here. Like, yeah. you're telling me there's nothing. I, ju- I just, it, it pains me to, to think this because as a Christian, I have to believe that redemption is available to all people. And so I'm not, you know, I like the self-help number that you called for the, for these guys. And oh, it's I so think simple, yeah. it's very simple to remember even, but, and, and even going back to like Plato in the Gorgias, he points out, Socrates points out in this great work of philosophy that it is worse to do harm than to be harmed. It's, it's, it's worse because it, it, uh, you can't control being harmed. Suffering is a fact of the world. There's nothing particularly moral or immoral about that. But if I do evil, I'm compromising my own soul. So, you, you know, I mean, you're joking about it, but you actually are helping these men by, by doing this to, for them. But therefore, is it not the case that they will get some help in prison and they will not have their phones and perhaps their addiction to this stuff will be mitigated or, or no? You're just shaking your head. Zero, zero. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, zero. Because oh, we, we caught a guy named... Las Vegas in April of this year. He w- he served 18 years in prison from like let's just say 2000 to 2018. My ears are a little bit off here, but just paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, for child molestation, multiple victims. He somehow scored himself a retrial, so he was out on parole. Um, we caught him in April. He had a retrial coming up in June. Um, he could have been a free man right now if he would control himself. But so when we caught him. He was texting who he thought was a nine-year-old girl. Um, we caught him. He admitted to 50,000 images of child pornography. And this is as he was wearing his ankle monitor, about to have trial in two months to potentially get everything. You're dropped. saying he admitted to having had all that child pornography, or he had it even on currently, board? currently. And his excuse wow. was—it was a really funny excuse. It was adorable. How do you, how did he have enough time to get that much pornography? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. He, he's wow. like, he's like, this is how he was. He was like, it just comes at me every day, man. It's like, and like, I'm like, well, how many do you have? He's like, oh, fifty thousand. And his excuse was he's collecting them to give to the FBI. And he's like, I have folders in my room that say FBI on them. 
There was no folders like that. Yeah, I wouldn't and expect it, them. Yeah, I was like, well, are you at least like saving them uh, into categories so you can give them? He's like, yeah, I'm saving all of them. And I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> like, but yeah, there, so because of that, obviously, you know, that uh, because of that, obviously the whole retrial thing didn't happen and yeah. he's back in prison for the rest of his life. And see, th- that's the thing. They can't even not look at child porn for a couple of years to potentially get the worst heinous crime dropped forever. And we, there's another guy in Oregon. Uh, he he got a three year sentence. Just think how long that is in Oregon. So that's how you know he's yeah bad. right. <laughs> like Oregon, you can murder a man. They you know you they take you out to lunch at the prison and then you're out by dinner. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So. He was a sex offender he, messaging who he thought was an eight-year-old girl. We caught him in 2021. If you just look up uh, Predator Posers Eugene, Eugene, Oregon, on uh, Rumble, you'll see that catch there. Um, he he was a sex offender. He just spilled all the beans. Like He was one of the most honest predators we caught. And looking back on it, it's probably because he liked to talk about what he did to his kids and his cousins and all that. But he spilled everything. And then he, uh, and he was telling me, like, yeah, well, I, I take sex offender counseling, and I'm the head of my class. Like, he's the one that helps other sex offenders not do it. And he's ca- talking to an eight-year-old girl. Ugh. Can they be helpful ever then? Okay, so you're, you're saying that the, actually the self-help plan for them is life in prison. Absolutely. That, that there's no, that maybe they can, you know, accept God's grace, work on their soul, and, but they, they can never be granted any degree of political freedom because they're, they're, they're just not capable of it. Okay, Correct. okay. Can they be helpful to law enforcement? You know, ratting on the weird apps or the group chats or anything like that? Yeah, like I've never been in a child porn group. I've never opened up a I've never been in a child porn group. I've never traded child porn. Uh, like I haven't seen any of this crap, but I, I have so much knowledge of it because of interviews with pedos. Because a thing that I like to tell them is like, look, man, I care about the producer. Cause that's how the guy spilled yesterday. Cause he, you know, he was claiming he didn't have how he's like keeping himself accountable. It's all bullshit. But you know, I'm like, Hey man, well, I care about the producers, you know, cause you're just a guy, you have vices and you have demons you're fighting, but these guys are actually evil. Then he's like, okay, well, this is what they're sending in the chats. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. And you know, so I, I know a lot about this stuff just from what pedos have told me. So yes, they can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if, if law enforcement uh, doesn't already utilize them to give info on other people, they definitely mm-hmm. should. I, I, though I wonder what the incentive would be for them. Cause you, you're saying if you let them out of prison, they're just going to reoffend, you mm-hmm. know, almost every time. So I don't know what did they get an extra helping of dessert or something. I don't, yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah, right, I, I think yeah. that, I think that'd probably be the best thing. Yeah, right. Why not? So what's the future of predator poachers? Well, uh, I have I have zero goals. All I know is we just move forward. Like I like to say, a beautiful picture is painted with a little small stroke. So you know, every day is a stroke, right? So no, I mean the way I look at it, like obviously we want to keep growing predator poachers, and. Um, we want to keep growing predator poachers. We want to be a bigger influence, and I think you're helping a lot with that, so I really appreciate it. Are you concerned that it personally will take a toll, that you're just being around? Even if you're saying, look, I'm not, I don't have to look at the images. I don't need to. But you're still hearing the accounts. You're still seeing the chat logs, which are sick. Yeah. You post them sometimes to Twitter and you or X, and they're uh, even just reading that stuff. You just mm-hmm. think, Ugh. You know, the eyes are the window to the soul. I don't, I don't need this, man. Do you, do you ever, do you ever get burnt out? Nah, like this is the funnest thing in the world to me. And 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the, the thing that's been taking a toll is like traveling the country half the month in a car. Like mm. I, since doing this in 2019, I've gained like 70 pounds. That's a lot of stress. It's just I'm sitting down a lot mm. and eating a lot of great food, by the way. But it, you know, but no, men, mentally, mentally, no, because you know, it, all I look at is it's just adversity, and everybody has adversity. But I'd rather much be doing this than like a nine to five. So mm. it is what it is. What about the police academy? Oh, when I settle down with my girlfriend and she moves in and we have kids, yeah, probably so. But not not before then. What what does your girlfriend think about your line of work? Well, I met her because she was watching the channel, so she likes it. Really? Well, wow, yeah. that's good. That's good to have a good to have a spouse on board with, Absolutely. with what you're doing. Is there anything that surprised you? When you got into it, obviously you had been watching this kind of content that you're now producing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were eager to catch the bad guys. Did it, did you know what you were signing up for, or was there something that you didn't expect? I did not know what I was signing up for. Hmm. Like I did not, like I didn't start doing this with the intention of like, oh, I want this many subs on YouTube, or and I want to make this a job. I literally was like, all right, what the hell? This should be interesting. And so, no, there there was literally just no. It was just on a whim, and I and I think, I, and I blame my parents for that in a good way because growing up they. You know, they weren't strict at all. I mean, they they weren't absent, but they weren't strict. Like, they were just very, like, laissez-faire with, like, okay, just be home by this time and, you know, yeah. go go organize a football game or whatever. So they gave me a lot of freedom to just think outside the box and to just be, like, um, what's the word for it? Uh, not unique, but I, I don't know. Just think outside, basically think outside the box as in, like, just, you know, not do everything by the book. Don't have to, like, you have to do this at this time. So... You know, I, I think the whole idea of predator poachers was just the fact that they've ingrained in me from a young age, like, hey, if you want to go do it, just go do it. Just don't be an idiot. And so definitely that. But what was the question again? I got, uh, <laughs> if you were surprised by anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm surprised by is like we started posing as like 15 we started posing as 15-year-olds. And I was at 19 years old, I was shocked that anybody would be going after a 15-year-old. Because even me at 19, I was like, well, I wouldn't go near a 15-year-old. That's like weird. Because, yeah. you know, I remember in eighth grade, you know, we had, a, we, had a, uh, we had a kid on the football team, and he was dating a sixth grader. And we all looked at him as like, ah, ha, ha. You know, like, we looked at him like that. That's a two-year age difference. Yeah. So but those, two, those two years matter a lot. You know, they matter true. less over time. But, you know, you're talking about a, you know, a sixth grader is like 11 years old. Yeah. 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 It's definitely more, more so in middle school that it's weird than like now. Well, my, high my, school my girlfriend's two years older than me, and I always joke with her, like, I'm going to go catch a pedo when I confront you. So when I see you, so like, but, um, but yeah, no. So what I'm surprised by is like, obviously at first it was like, holy cow, people actually like kids. And then we would pose like 13 years old, 12 years old, like, no way somebody would go after a 13 or a 12 year old. And then it's, then it became like people like infants and toddlers. And that was like, I was like, no freaking way. Like in 2022, we caught our first guy and I was like, no, no, this guy's like the worst, bro. And now it's like every other guy's into infants that we get. So. Is that, ah, man, is that new? It's probably not new. I'm sure there have been weirdos for all of history, but, Mm -hmm. but like, I guess I'm just wondering, is is the problem getting worse? Are the crimes getting more violent? Are, are the victims getting younger? Or or no, is this just the way it's always been? Well, so I think the same amount of, I think the same percentage of the population of pedos exist as, back then as now, but the internet gives them a 24-hour window to offend, which think about any other crime. 
Like if I wanted to go rob a bank, I couldn't do it 24 hours a day. I'd have to like plan it for a couple months and all that stuff. Not giving any tips or anything. I wouldn't know how to do it. But like I'd have to plan it for a couple months and all that stuff. But with pet with with these pedos, two clicks and they're offending. So then isn't it it would seem to me, and this sometimes irks the uh, small government types. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I like a limited government, Absolutely. but I don't want it to be small. I don't think you can have a small government in a country of 330 million people. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want the government to arrest the bad guys. That's a, that's a bigger government that does that. If the thing that is leading these guys who might have sick fantasies, but now they're acting them out with images alone, and there are now they're texting people, and mm-hmm. now they're going to visit people, what, if we put limits on how the internet can be used, on they tried to do this in the 90s, the Communications Decency Act and the Child Online Protection Act. If we put limits on pornography companies, if we put limits on some of these apps that are being used for child pornography, we, there are insane limits being put on, on like Twitter, right, by corporations, but yet we're not seeing uh, limits being imposed on apps being used by pedophiles. Wouldn't that be good for everybody and especially good for the pedos themselves so they don't have 24 hours a day to commit their crimes? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, like people say like, oh, should be banned from the app store, banned in general. I don't agree with that because I think freedom, freedom and God-given rights over everything to me. However, I don't see how being able to message who you want on has to involve like child pornography. Like there has, there, there, there could be censors for that, I think on and that's, like, that's obviously not freedom, like in, in the sense that this guy gets out on parole and then he instantly downloads 50,000 child pornography images. Right. He's not a free man. He, our law might have classified him as free or somewhat free, but if you don't have any control over yourself, if you're being enticed even by all sorts of technologies and, and other creeps on the internet, you're not free. That is not freedom. Actually, you, you, more limitations would give you more freedom in that case. I see, I, I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying for sure. Like, I still think it just falls on the individual. But I do think that, you know, it takes it takes two. Like, I think it's 90% the individual's fault and 10% fault. But, yeah, they need they, – there are ways. I mean, if the FBI can ding images – like, because that's, that's how it works. They ding – basically, there's certain child porn videos and pictures that flow around, like, very commonly. So the FBI has those videos marked. And I think – and these other apps, they can stop the child porn problem. Of course. Without having to compromise people's ability to text somebody, hey, let's go over here. Hey, what's up? Hey, let's text here because I don't want you know people seeing my message, text messages. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I, I don't. I, I'm as skeptical of the FBI and the deep state as anybody. Yeah. I'm all for true freedom. Why can't they just? do whatever the FBI is doing with this image and they see the image pop up and they may, maybe even they report the guy at the very least. They don't let it go around the app. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think reporting that would be good too, if anything. Good. They can easily do that. Yeah. They can easily do Just that. Just send it on over to the FBI and let them handle it. Yeah, let me but, send them over to you. Yeah, well, shoot. I mean, doesn't even respond to subpoenas though. So, I mean, as as for the feds doing it, like we've, we've had feds take up a lot of our cases. Um, not most of them, but a lot of them. And, I mean, the feds that work with sex crime, they seem to be, like, very passionate about what they do, and it's not political for them, so. Very often in these conversations, no matter the topic, some have been explicitly religious, some have not been really religious at all, but a spiritual dimension sometimes creeps in. And I imagine when we're talking about pretty much the most evil thing you can imagine, there is a spiritual element here as well. 
on the scale of these guys don't consider anything in the metaphysical realm to these are interdimensional demons worshiping Satan. Where do your marks fall? Well, um, <laughs> for example, the guy George yesterday, his dad's a pastor. He identified as a Christian. Um, then we've also had people who are just atheists or pagans. Like we had a guy Pagan. in Flo Florida recently. Um, he was, he's like, I'm a pagan. So I was like, is that a, he was wearing a pentagram when we caught him. And I'm like, well, is that like devil worshiping? And he's like, no, no, it's just your one with the earth and the wind and the trees. I'm like, I'm just thinking it's a devil worshiping. Tomato, <laughs> like, tomato. Yeah, right, right. So, no, it's it's really an array of things. Um, we've absolutely caught our fair share of religious guys, but we've also caught our fair share of just people who uh, who don't do any of that religion stuff. They, they just, I mean, they just worship themselves pretty much. They just worship child porn, so. They, they just create an idol out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even the, the word fetish goes around. You know, the origin of the word fetish is that it refers to uh, an, a, a religious taboo, like an object of religious worship, in a, not in true religion, but in a, like a pagan cult type mm -hmm. thing. So it would seem to me not surprising that these guys who are willing to risk their ability to evade jail so they can download some more glittering images would get into a little idolatry. I think, uh, I forget where I read this years ago, that maybe it was in the American mind, that porn is obviously a type of liturgy. It's a type of uh, religious ritual. I think so. I agree with you. To even, wow, how degraded do you have to be even just to spend your time doing that? I know. I know. Like you don't get all that much time. You're going to die at some point. You know, you yeah. have a limited amount of time on earth. You say, that's how I'm going to spend my time. That is so... My friend Drew Clavin has a line. He says, sin would be really, really funny if not for all the suffering. And that it's, I, I, I don't want to laugh at it because it, it speaks to something that's very sick. Mm -hmm. That is so funny. That is such a funny thing that they do. Yeah, yeah. Minus all the suffering. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable how a 50-year-old man, yeah, when you think about it, a 50-year-old man is talking to, a fake 11-year-old girl controlled by a 25-year-old woman and, you know, some fat 23-year-old guy and c to that, to the idea that it's all real. It's, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like, we like we think, like, we always say to ourselves, too, like, we're driving to a pedo's house. We sometimes ask, like, what do you, what do you think he's doing right now? He has no idea. We're, we're on a 15-hour drive to, like, South Dakota right now about to go get him. And, yeah, they just have, they just, I don't know. It, it's, it's all absurd. Yes, I, I guess that's what it's all about, though. You mentioned this guy who's wearing a satanic symbol. Mm -hmm. You say, no, I'm not a Satanist. No, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I just, I'm one with the earth, man. Or no, I'm just looking at porn, or I'm just... You should be one with the earth, under buried under it, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> might, he might soon be. One can wish. Uh, but, like, they, I guess that's one of the marks of, of the devil, is not just the spooky, you know, evil stuff and yeah. rotting eggs or something, but that it's so grotesque. It's so, there's something so just out of proportion and shape. I don't know that what you what you've just described with the cell phone screen is is uh, that might be the weirdest thing you've told me all day. Yeah, yeah, because because it, it's it's just weird in any context, whether it's a pedo or like you know <laughs> anybody any, like some hot hot woman, like it's just disgusting.
on that disgusting note. Now, there's one more question I have to ask you mm-hmm. before before I let you go. We've talked about all the guys you've caught. Yeah. You've gotten, and they go to jail, and they, you find out they've committed way more crimes. How many people get away? So, um, let me just use an example. So, th- this trip, um, I'll just use an example this trip. Um, so far, we're in the middle of one. So, after we after we bolt out of here, we're going to go up to Evansville, Indiana, and hopefully get two people near there. So, this, this trip, so far, two have been arrested. Um, the guy in Georgia was not arrested yesterday, but the guy in Florida and the guy in uh, Louisiana were arrested. The first guy in San Antonio, who was given the to, to or wanted to give to a five-year-old, cops arrest him. Well, I didn't. Sorry, they didn't arrest him. They detained him, took him to the station. Detectives interviewed us. Um, everybody was on board with wanting the predator arrested, and then the DA comes. Absolutely not. Is it one of these Soros DA type things? Yes, and then also in Las Vegas, like we had arrested in Las Vegas, um, but you know. Even a Soros DA can't say fifty thousand child porn yeah. images. Like you know, the was, first forty nine, you get a pass. Right, right. Yeah, there there was a limit on that for sure. But we had another guy in Las Vegas recently. Um, he admitted to receiving all this child porn, to talking to countless twelve year old girls that we were not controlling and stuff. And I mean, I'm sure very rarely do they admit to molesting real kids, but you know, we can get like talking to other minors of child porn out of them. But he admits all this, and the cop comes. Um, he, he's like. You know, he's, he's like, he's just, he comes, he pulls me aside. He's like, Alex, I'm really sorry. The, I was on the phone with the prosecutor and they said, absolutely the f- not. And, you know, and, you know, he hangs up. He's like, we're working on this stuff. With, he's like, he's What's like. What's the argument? Why not? They're overloaded with, they don't have time? Or? I, I don't know. I don't know. Or they don't want? I guess because we were civilians. It's really weird. So we run into that a lot in big cities. Huh. But I'd say in small towns, like in small towns, we absolutely get way more arrested than we don't get arrested. So is that is that a risk, though, that, that your work could compromise work that law enforcement's already doing? Or no? Is that it's just an excuse for law enforcement? No, because out of the hundreds we've done, I think only 10 have been investigated. We're currently being investigated by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So even this guy who's out on bond, you can watch his video. Just type in Predator Poachers Converse, like the Converse shoes on Rumble. You'll find it. Um, he was out on bond for child pornography. Um, we didn't catch him. Just, you know, the feds did or whatever. He was out on bond for child pornography. He, he hits up our 14-year-old male decoy. And... You know, so we go to his house, we confront about the messages, and he admits to having infant pornography on his phone. And, you know, he, he gets caught up oh, and arrested man. again. So, yeah, no. So even when law enforcement's already on them, it t- typically just adds more shit to their, to their uh, rap sheet. Wow. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask, how do parents protect their kids? Well, I mean, I was protected as a kid because I was a... Uh, I was an ugly, fat little chubster. So, like, not many people were after seventh grade Alex. But in all seriousness, I mean, I think, first of all, there's no perfect solution to, to everything. There's always a risk with everything. But I still don't think be paranoid because that's letting them win. But I think, I truly think the best way is hand hand your sons a football or a basketball mm. or a baseball if they're into that stuff. You know, I don't, you know whatever. But, or just put your, put your girl in theater class or whatever. But you know, it, it's it's the same thing. Like we of course blame we of course blame the robbers and the rapists for crimes they commit. 
But if your gate's unlocked to your house and your door's open, yeah, it's still the robber's fault. They shouldn't be doing it. But, like, you know, you could also lock the door. So I, I think just hand, hand your kids a football or a basketball. I didn't get my first phone or PlayStation, first, first smartphone or PlayStation until I was in eighth grade. Like, hand, hand your kids – make your kids go play sports. Two birds, one stone. Kids are sitting down too much anyway. Go, go have them run or something. Right. I seriously think that. It does seem to me that if you, today, even if it were different in the past before technology was so advanced, if you give your kid a smartphone today without, really, period, but certainly without any kind of limits on it, you're just handing them a portal to hell. Yes. I, just, I can't even imagine it. Easy for me to say because my kids are, are still young. Mm-hmm. But I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want my kid to get his first phone until he's like 36. You know, like I don't, maybe, maybe 18 we can start talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's not like occasionally I would borrow my mother's phone when I was in. Uh, eighth grade or early high school. Right. But, I, but I didn't, you know, there was like, I could play Snake or Tetris maybe if I yeah. was lucky on, you know, yeah. this wasn't like you get pedos just beaming in from outer space, just trying to, with cameras on the phone, you know, it's just completely a different world. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like even, even me, like in seventh grade, you know, I joke that no pedos would want it, whatever. Like I was in a group yeah. chat on kick in seventh grade. What I thought was like a seventh grade girl hit me up saying, oh, show me your and I'm like, oh, oh, what, what? But looking back on it, it was probably an adult guy asking for that. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's that common. But, again, I wasn't on technology much as a kid. Like, I was always outside playing sports yeah. and having the time of my life. A good, good bit of advice to end on. Alex, this was deeply unpleasant. Yes. You, you are not deeply unpleasant. You, you are very pleasant and have done some great work. Uh, I don't want to have to think about this. Right. For the re- you will be thinking about it because it's your job. But uh, best of luck in your endeavors and uh, hope you nab all sorts of terrible bad guys. Best of luck to you too. And- Alex, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you next time. 